It seems history is repeating itself, although this time it's sooner rather than later. Worldwide pandemics were few and far between in the past. One of the biggest reasons why is because of a lack of globalized travel. In other words, it was severely difficult to spread diseases because populations were confined to localities. Obviously, that's changed in the 21st century. If you have the cash and the time, you can travel anywhere at any time. This is why, after seemingly getting out of COVID-19, the pandemic with a few scratches and bruises, we might be walking directly into the next one. So what have we learned so far? Well, first, the pandemic made abundantly clear how fragile our mental health is, as individuals and as a collective. The effects were felt relatively early. According to the WHO, loneliness, fear of infection, suffering and death, financial concerns, possible grief, and lack of support were all stressors linked to high levels of anxiety, depression, and suicide. The first year of the pandemic alone saw a 25% uptick in anxiety and depression across the globe. With everything in turmoil and the information surrounding the pandemic being faulty, it is clear that these circumstances were overwhelming for most resulting in massive levels of fear, stress, and anxiety. Compounding this were the additions of social distancing, masks, school closures, and more. According to Namica, 20% of college students' mental health worsened during the pandemic. It's safe to say that the next generation of scholars will be under-equipped because of this. Apart from mental health and well-being, financial losses came and stayed. It's almost proverbial to talk about the statistic where most Americans don't have $500 in an emergency fund. The pandemic showed the necessity of thinking about finances for the long term. With layoffs, work closures, and more, financial strains and hardships were felt across societies and economies. Stimulus checks helped, but in reality, these checks need to be given regularly to have any effect on livelihoods. Some important shifts did occur during the pandemic that must be noted to keep an unbiased viewpoint. First, work from home. A massively beneficial shift, work from home allowed parents and students to acquire work and make money while in the safer confines of their house. It also showed the useless nature of going into the office, a 9-to-5 routine which was never questioned until the pandemic took it away. For those that question the productivity aspect, Data from Apollo Technical indicates workers were 77% more productive across the nine months. Another shift was and is politically dividing, but again, must be talked about. Vaccine hesitancy ripped through our minds. It wasn't like it came out of the blue, however. With the hesitancy surrounding the mistreatment of COVID-19 by world leaders, societies around the world had a right to be skeptical at the handling and utter uselessness of pandemic procedures. It was almost as if this pandemic was the first one in history. The lack of awareness, control, communication, accountability, and overall leadership was astounding. These aspects further promoted the vaccine hesitancy of individuals and societies. Not knowing the science behind it, not trusting governments or big pharma corporations or even elites contri contributed to the vast skepticism. Even the maturity of the internet aided this narrative with misinformation and rumors spreading like wildfire and centralized bodies like YouTube and Twitter not doing enough, or rather doing too much, to control the story. Again, there are no sides to be taken here. It is certain that if the pandemic was handled in a different, and should I say better way, it's likely that the story of vaccine hesitancy wouldn't exist. 
Speaking of misinformation, the narratives circulating in the early months of the pandemic were not helpful in the slightest. With addictions to social media only getting worse with the stay-at-home orders, people had nothing else to do but partake in this social nonsense. Anything that was said and spread was taken on face value, wrongfully and destructively. It made talking about any research statistics and new developments similar to stepping on a landmine. It made being open-minded about ideas and promoting discussion on both sides career suicide. Don't believe me? Well, that's in fact the problem. Belief. According to KFF, 78% of the public believes or is unsure about at least one false statement. Relative to Canada, where I'm from, only one in five Canadians check the accuracy of their information, and even worse, half of Canadians surveyed shared COVID-19 information without checking its accuracy or even relevance. This state of public education, or lack thereof, further fuels this disposition to believe anything and everything. It's no wonder that people think 5G is going to infect their brains or that the vaccine might be filled with bio-tracking nanobots. Information in the 21st century, especially during the pandemic, was non-existent. This brings me to the final point about the COVID-19 pandemic, masking. Personally, people should be free to choose where and when to mask. Of course, public restrictions should be implemented when necessary, but it was almost mob-like the way people shouted and policed those who wore or didn't wear masks relative to the situation at hand. Sure, safety is very important. If masks are required, you need to wear one. But when the restrictions lifted, people who still wore masks were stigmatized by society. These types of social occurrences are not conducive to a healthy society by any means. We need a more diverse mindset of thinking and accepting when it comes to situations like the pandemic. People are scared, unsure of what's going on, confused about the state of the world, further adding to the misery by yelling at them unnecessarily about their usage of cloth over their face because you simply don't agree with them is absurd and morally wrong. Now we come to monkeypox. This episode was created to talk about the potential of the next pandemic. Now this isn't fear-mongering by any means. We have the tools and techniques, experience and control necessary to prevent the next pandemic of monkeypox from destroying our world. However, we need to really understand what's at stake. The points discussed today only outlined a small portion of the vast landscape that was the COVID-19 pandemic. Moreover, this was all short-term research. The long-term studies will be published in the next decade or so, teaching us exactly how badly the situation in March 2020 was handled and the impact it had on future generations. With monkeypox, one thing is for sure. We must build trust with governments, healthcare institutions, and overall communities. We cannot go through another pandemic soaked in hesitancy, misinformation, anxiety, and distrust of everyone and anyone. There is nothing controversial about this. No one wants to live in fear and be scared of their neighbors. Whenever the next pandemic occurs, we should look back on COVID-19 as the trial run of what we can improve, what we need to survive, and more importantly, how we want to move forward as a civilization. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Conversation Machines podcast. Feel free to use these topics I've presented to start the conversations you find interesting and important to you. The more we talk about what future we want, the more likely we are to build a future we need.
Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you soon.